You're listening to Hot Sauce Sports. Another week, episode four of Hot Sauce Sports. Another beating to talk about and firings to go through and talk about jokes and galore. Welcome to the fourth week of Hot Sauce Sports as we are now in the blistery, blistery winter conditions that we're in as uh, Duke is trying to... uh, Point at Terrytown that my mustache is now officially gone. Yeah, you're supposed to let me say it. Yes, I know. I kind of ruined the fun. Hey, what's going on now? Hey, it's gone. your mustache is gone, Mo. Gone. What happened? Hey, I raised 9.45, and I didn't donate. And if you penny. donated, that would have been close to a thousand. <laughs> I'll donate the 55 to get to a thousand for next year. No, I can still donate now. I think you can. It's open all year. Yeah, yeah. even uh, better. I hey, did. I did a couple years. Ago. Hey, Mo, I wanted to. I wanted to donate, but I needed money for gas. So I That's didn't. Okay. Uh, well, uh, so what you're saying? How can you donate? What you're saying is gas yeah. is more important. Yes. Than cancer. Yes. Well, gas gas, gas causes cancer. Cancer and cancer. Yeah. So, so you, hence, you, if you're paying for the gas, you're, you're paying for the for cancer it. to beat the gas, but you still need the gas. There's no point in paying for the cancer. So you is pay it for the need gas. or is it a want? Or is he just siding with cancer? Yeah, he's pro cancer. Pro cancer. Yeah. I'm right? sorry. I'm sorry, guys. First ever pro cancer podcast. Thanks for that. <laughs> exactly. Thanks. Thanks for reading uh, you, your you podcast. Can donate. So where's if you the donation? Wish, uh, the MoCon Movember page on the Movember.ca website. You just type in on the Movember page. Just type it's in MoCon. I need to know where I can't, where I don't make my donation. Yes, that's where you go and just okay. go swipe. Uh, I'll just left. find the next guy and I'll donate. Terry Tam, PC Delarizi in the saddle, eagle in the nest, Duke in his throne. As we are now in December, Christmas is upon us, and that means it is the festive season to be the Grinch. Of all Grinches out there, gentlemen, let us get to the headlines. Well, so wait, so like, I'm just curious. I took a, <laughs> I'm not letting you get into it yet. I took an Uber over. What's your guys' Uber policy? Like, how do you deal with it? The deal with you get in the car, you sit down, you get to your destination, you get the fuck out. Yeah, see, I'm the same way. So I get in, I always say hi, and I ask how you're doing. If yeah. they want to talk, I'll let them talk. Yeah. No, Otherwise, I, I want yeah, because they all silence. because all of them own like a discotheque in Istanbul or something. Yeah, yeah. they all doctors. <laughs> they're all doctors. They're all something. Barbershop. When you, when you do talk to them, do you make up stories about your life? Yeah, I make yeah, up hor- like yeah, horrible hard. like stories about like hard. how like all my family was slaughtered. And so I was in a, I was in a cab. It wasn't an Uber. I was in a cab with uh, my buddies. One of them plays in the CFL, and uh, and we're in the car. And I pretended that I was the kicker for the Montreal Alouettes. Nice. There's no way they would do yes. that. Yes. There's no way. And like, oh, shape. Oh, yeah. He's like, yeah, you? I go, yeah, man. And that is shape Greek kicker for the Alouettes. Uh, first of all, he didn't know I was Greek. And I know you're Greek. If I was driving the Uber, hey, aren't you Greek? <laughs> <laughs> I get a lot of stuff. I get Asian. Yes, Colombian. No, Colombian. Yes, it's a new one. I do. Hey, I get uh, hey guys, I'm just wondering, what are your Uber ratings? 5.0. How do I don't know mine is. How do I know mine? I, I, I just downloaded the Uber app like two weeks ago. Like a cool story. Um, is it? Should I be worried that mine is four point two? Jesus, you, yeah. really? You got a bad what rating? Do? Where's my rating? I, I don't tip. Oh well. But hold on, do you? Why tip? are you a terrible person? Four point eighty two. Isn't that what Uber is for? But hold on here. When you guys tip, do you tip him in the car or do you do, do the tip on the, on, app. on the app, right? Right, but I tend to forget. So, tips are anonymous. No, no, tips are anonymous. They won't know that you don't tip. Who but did hold they, on. Who if the, you, if the ride is $10, let's say you have a $10 ride and you take that $10 ride. So do you add an extra, whatever, $3, 350 to that? Or I do. I, I do not. Okay. I do not. Mo- I, always, I tip for everything, though. Okay. So I'm 4.8, man. Who the fuck didn't give me a good I'm rating? Five, man. I can only remember one I'm the best bad ride I had. Of all y'all. I, had, I, I remember one bad ride I had. I was sick, and I, like, I Ubered me from home. He took the longest way possible in like an ice storm, and I woke up in the back of the car. I'm like, where the fuck are you? And he's like, oh, this is where Google takes me. I'm like, there's no reason why Google would pass the street that I live on. 
And that's how you get 4.8. And so I, g- I told him off. I gave him zero. And I guess he gave me a shitty one, too. Okay. Uh, see, if you not showing him up, you, Terry. Yeah. Not showing him up, Terry. Good yeah, it job. It was a $75 fucking Uber ride, too. Well, you hey, could just you could call um, me. not tell him off and then complain to Uber, and then they will credit you the ride. No, but I was sick. I had, like, nasty gastro. I just wanted to get home instead of take the metro home. And this guy fucking Is brings me all the way to the park. Is it because you ate the jalapeno from last week? No, no. I was good, though. It was fine. It didn't really bother me. Like, even 10 minutes after the episode. That was shit, dude. Yeah, you look like you're done, man. Oof, you look like oof. that moment that you took that piece of jalapeno in your tongue. I was like, oh, poor Terry. Poor me. All right, let's dive into headlines, please. All right, okay, let's dive into it. Uh, a lot going on in the week in the world of sports, the week that was, and the first topic is cheesy start. Uh, Mike McCarthy out as the Green Bay Packers head coach. That was expected. Some surprise was done three hours after their loss to the Arizona Cardinals. Gentlemen, I watched this game. I had an OCD for this game for the reason to see how the Packers would be. I thought they didn't play for McCarthy, and the Cardinals ran three plays. Hand off right, hand off left, <laughs> and a screenplay. And they still won the game. And, and that's why you're the only one who watched this Exactly. Game. So the question is, the Green Bay Packers, we all probably come to the conclusion they made the right decision to get rid of McCarthy. But who was to blame for McCarthy being let go? I think McCarthy's to blame for McCarthy being let go. I mean, you can say Aaron Rodgers went to the management office or whatever, started complaining about him, or whatever the case may be. But McCarthy didn't win. And at the, in the NFL, it, you're just as good as your last win. It's not only that he didn't win. So if you break down the throw-by-throw of every quarterback in the league, the Packers run the most amount of isolation concepts where one player needs to beat another player in order to get open. Meanwhile, you see Drew Brees and Tom Brady and all these guys throwing to guys who are wide open. Look at what the Chiefs are doing. Look at what the Rams are doing. Instead, it's all timing routes and it's all where he has to take a group of subpar receivers and we see it time after time when these receivers leave Green Bay where Aaron Rodgers is not planting the ball in between the helmet space where it just gets (laughs) stuck and they can't drop it because even though they're shit, they still get the ball and they still get their stats yeah. because he's so good at throwing guys open. Um, it's uh, it's unacceptable to not evolve with the times. Unacceptable to have that his kind of talent and waste it by putting nothing around him and putting a system that doesn't work. His best receiver that he's had since I've been watching at Rodgers is Jordy Nelson. And he was just at the end of his career. and But he was the only one that was able to do different things other than, you know, like a timing route on a, on a back shoulder pass or – a uh, fade to the end zone or just like a close your eyes and chuck it in Rodgers to the third tight end. You know what I mean? And that's just what their offense was. And Mike McCarthy, not like he is some offensive genius that you need to keep him around, you know? Well, I think their, their offense got very, as PZ alluded to, it was a dinosaur offense present day NFL. Ten years ago, it was fantastic offense, revolutionary offense that they ran. And you're right, PZ. When you look at Drew Brees and how they had their alignments where they can put a receiver as a tight end and go up against a linebacker and get a first down for 85 million yards, uh, it was indicative. It was, it was pretty obvious that Mike McCarthy, A, was outcoached in many playoff games. And it's crazy how Aaron Rodgers kept a lot of those guys employed on how he masked a lot of deficiencies on that roster. Because you're right, gentlemen. This was a roster that was not talented at all. It was Aaron Rodgers and everyone else, and he made those guys beyond what they did uh, in terms of their talent. But even like Randall, Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb I never thought was any like was spectacular, but his numbers were amazing because Aaron Rodgers was able to use his speed, and, but then he started getting injured, and then he was done. Where, like I mentioned before, Jordy Nelson, he was consistent enough. He leaves, goes to Oakland, 
Trash. Trash, but he's also 34 years old. You know, it's, uh, but I think A-Rod got pissed about that, right? He was very uh, disappointed that they got rid of his close friend. But in hindsight, that was the right move Green Bay did because, as we made the point, he's nothing in Oakland right now. But you like, have a, you, you're talking about making the right move, yet you have your best. running back by far saddled on the bench all season long with Aaron Jones. And then, like, he starts playing well and then, oh, maybe we'll give him just 10 carries. Maybe we'll give him 11. Give him the goddamn ball. He's the best player other than Aaron Rodgers. Well, he was the – yeah, exactly. He's the best player. He's the best running back. Yes, Duke. Um, The Packers, uh, they also fired Winston Moss, who was an assistant coach for the Packers, and he recently tweeted yesterday, he was saying that the the Packers should be holding – uh, Aaron Rodgers, in, in his tweet, he called him number 12, obviously. He should, he said that they should be holding him to the hashtag Lombardi standard. What do you guys think? Well, he said that tweet before he got fired, and that's the that's the irony, right? Joe Philbin, Clueless Joe, your boy from Miami. Yeah, yeah. never again. Uh, he made the never decision. Never forget. But I think. Okay, but what do you mean by the Lombardi standard? Lombardi standard. Like is what, what he was trying to say is that the the locker room lost the ability to play with the championship standard that was once there. And is that Aaron Rodgers' fault? Indirectly, I think what it was, guys, because we see the chasm between the McCarthy staff and A-Rod, and A-Rod won that battle, but the reality was Winston Moss, who has been there for eons of Green Bay, player and coach, was saying, hey, look, no one's on the same page when it came down to it. Yeah, But it's not shocking because, again, you're not giving him the tools to work with. You're, you're, you're the guy who's now supposed to take over as the, the head coach. Winston Moss was slated to take that job as yeah. interim head coach. And then puts out a tweet, Basically throwing his quarterback under the bus bus, because his boy McCarthy got fired after everyone from the outside the organization can see you're not doing your job, man. But when you're on the inside, you see the good things, right? You're kind of blinded to the the bad things. And where, you know, there's media and the fans and stuff, and you kind of take their opinions with a grain of salt. Whereas you know what Mike McCarthy brings. You respect the man. He's a winning coach. You know, he was was a winning coach, sorry. But you know what? He had a he has a decent record for what he was. You know? The Packers remind me of Ned Flanders, the character in The Simpsons. <laughs> you know, because the whole like the whole aura, the fans, the, the the ownership, well, the community ownership group, and everyone involved, and for them to do what they did was to go one eighty and farm McCarthy with four weeks to go. It brings up to the next point here, guys. How many coaches or how many teams do you think will fire their coaches on Black Monday in three weeks on December thirty first? Are we looking at? Four, five. Dallas, I think, is out because they're going to keep Jason Garrett. If they, if they win the oh, division. Oh, no, Garrett's going to stay another yeah, year. I was okay. going to say, if, for the Cowboys, <laughs> if, the, if they win the division, he's staying. If they don't, he's going to. I love how he teams. was incompetent a second ago. Jason Garrett, oh, you don't know what you're doing with your stupid red hair. And now, all of a sudden, the he's genius. genius. He's a genius. But you Jason think about Garrett. it, though. No, but like, who said that? Uh, it was all over the media how he so should yeah, he be is fired. A, be. He, he should be fired. But he won't but be. <laughs> he saved his job by winning the division. But here's the thing, though, right? If they win. A lot of teams that could be on the cusp, Baltimore, the Bengals, yeah. we always talk about that. Uh, we can even put in perhaps Washington with how Jay Green's kind of you know floundered that team. The NFC South minus uh, New Orleans could all be having new coaches. Yeah, uh, A lot of teams out there, guys. Maybe Miami could be involved. Jets are probably going to change their coach. Yeah, We might be looking at seven, six to seven, if not eight teams. But is it worthwhile to fire a coach knowing that there's so many teams in the market for a head coach? You might not get your guy. Or you go get some new blood in college and Urban Meyer. I mean, Urban Meyer now is rumored to go to the Saints. You know? well, we're going to touch, touch on him in a little bit. But so, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of options out there. It doesn't have to be straight from the NFL pylon. And here's the thing, too, is like, I love when when you guys get hired. I always make fun of all the new guys. Sean McVay, Sean Moore, like, never got laid. And like, (laughs) and half the time I'm right, because half the time it doesn't pan out. Did he get laid? And and it turns out actually he did get laid. Oh, nice. I uh, I read online that he got laid. That he was um, in Hawaii. 
he uh, he likes the women. He likes he likes ladies. He went to Hawaii and he gave him a lay. So, Pete, how do you mm. determine a uh, coach in trying to hire a coach? Um, I I say you go with the Madden principle. You draft the ones with the coolest names. Um, <laughs> and in all honesty, get people who are adaptable. It's 2018. Nobody looks at these drill sergeant head coaches with any amount of respect. Dinosaur coaches. You need guys who are going to be able to manage the Eagles, work with them, put them in the best situation for success. Because in the end, their careers will potentially last longer than yours as a head coach. And that's why Jason Garrison has a job, because he does that. It just he's, He just can't call a play. Uh, but Ron Rivera is like that. And I think he's Ron on the Rivera, hot seat. Yeah, he's on the hot seat yeah, for sure. He is. There, there could, again, there could be minimum six to eight or nine. I think nine might be too much because yeah, teams might so. say, look – if we fire person X, we, we may not we may not get our guy uh, as well in that context. So there's been two coaches this year that got fired. Right? Yeah, well you have uh, Hugh. Cleveland, yeah. Big Hugh, Yuhu, and uh, McCarthy, right? But they're <laughs> now ahead of the curve. They can get a look at Lincoln Riley in Oklahoma. Yeah, and brings up to our next point here of the sham playoff of having our four teams. We have Alabama Trash. at one, Clemson number two, Notre Dame at three. And the beloved Oklahoma Sooners at number four. Now, of course, people are upset, up in arms, saying. And I was watching this on ESPN on Saturday night after I got home from the Canadians game. They said Georgia should get in as a four seed. And I said, "Yeah, you're right, but it's like that." Know, but Oklahoma but, won the division. But it's like the it's like that. But Alabama kid. didn't win the division last year. Okay, but and that was okay. Finish because Georgia but, beat Alabama last year. Okay, shut the fuck up with your bulldogs like the, garbage. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like the – you know what it is, though, guys? It's like that smart kid who studies for the exam. He's ready to go. He's going to do well, and he bombs it, right? Yeah. He had two losses. It, that's, it's unfortunate, but the way the rules of engagement is, <laughs> it's what it is. I'm going to let these say his so, piece. But here's the thing, and though, right? And then I'll tell you why you're wrong, Mokan. But hold on. <laughs> here's the thing, though. Would you put – obviously, Georgia's a great team. We know that. There's yeah. no ifs or buts about that. Had they won, they'd be in the playoff. No of question. Of course, yeah. But is a two-loss Georgia worthy – of an undefeated UCF team right now. I'll let these make his point first because yeah, he was waving like a madman. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, so mad. I'm so mad about this. I'm mad that the fact that I lost the bet to Pease <laughs> and the fact that I... But you put I a point spread, though. That's your fault. You should have gone straight I know, up win. I was not the only, that way, was the only way I was, was going to get him into it. And I can't believe that like I, 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 I had a feeling that Georgia was going to win that game. But the minute that Hurts went in, I, for some reason, I was like, they got this. Jalen Hurts... NFL prospect, this guy is going gonna to be amazing. He, he won't be. <laughs> yeah, he's NFL not a pro quarterback please. at all. If he's a fourth or fifth round pick, he'll be lucky. He'll be lucky but anyway, yeah. the thing is, with when it comes to uh, – look, I'm obviously a UGA homer. But I will say, we saw the best two teams play in college football. We saw the best two teams in college football play. Yeah. Don't say that you need to win your division when a team that um, – that won the division, la- that didn't win the division last year in Alabama, got to play in the championship. Don't I, say I agree that, with the, that. The, how many losses matter because UCF is sitting there undefeated. No one's saying that. So then, so then what's the issue? Why, yeah. why can't we get the best teams? Because we Georgia still like getting to see the best teams. Georgia, last Georgia lost to a team in the top four. Did Oklahoma lose to the team in top four? Oklahoma lost to Texas early in the season. But when Texas the, is in the but top Texas, four. Texas was ranked number 15 going into this going game. Going to the game, and, and uh, Oklahoma was ranked, what, seventh or something? Oklahoma like was sixth or, or fifth, whatever it was. Something like that, yeah. But, but here's the thing, though, right? Oklahoma won that game. Georgia lost to, to Bama to their backup quarterbacks, not once but twice. Well, okay, so Georgia lost twice mm-hmm. Yeah, LSU season. on the road. LSU on the road, yeah. and then... There's something called style points in the NCAA. That's, that's yeah. the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. You can win by with with style, so you get extra points if, that if way. You blow through, if you yeah, blow you know, out. you can do whatever the fuck you want. But I, I when when I was looking at it, I thought Georgia would have gotten in 
based on what happened last year with Alabama where they mm-hmm. put them in because, you know, they sell. Where I thought Georgia was going to be pushed in because that game against Alabama was a really good game. And you feel that Georgia could have had that game. You know, and maybe they wanted to see that matchup first again to see a real to see the real matchup. Well, I think the national championship games already been played. Alabama's national championship. No, there's national champions because there's no other team. Notre Dame, baby. No, stop. Nah, that. they're gonna get rolled Listen, by. Listen, I know, but if let's I give go. you if I give you a thousand bucks to bet right now, are you taking Notre Dame to beat Georgia straight up? Straight up, no. Yeah. No. Are you taking Are you taking Oklahoma to beat Georgia straight up? Well, hold uh, on here. I was, I'm more likely to take that, but the top of my head, no. Right away, no. So then, why, head, why, no. why are they in the playoffs? They're not as good. I, I, like, I like Georgia to be in the playoffs. I thought they should have made it. Watching the Oklahoma-Texas game, you saw that Texas is a, is a, very, a much inferior team than any of those top five. And the fact that they weren't, that uh, Oklahoma kind of kept it close early, you saw the, where they lack, where I like what Georgia brings to the table. And I think Georgia is a much bigger team, and they should have been in the yes, top Yes, Duke. Um, I'm just trying to figure out why you guys aren't even talking about Ohio State. Fuck them. Well, no, no Ohio but like they, for real, like they, 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 to me, they're a better team than Georgia. They're not they are no, better. Georgia. No, Georgia. I think they're a better team than Georgia. Uh, I think Ohio State's very good, but then this wasn't a good Ohio State team. The, it's not a, okay. Just because it's not a good Ohio State but, team, but here's it's like saying, it, "Oh, it's not a good pizza from Domino's." They're all good, but they're not just as good. <laughs> but here's the thing, though, right? Georgia, <laughs> this Georgia team wasn't as good as last year's Georgia team. Yeah, this, for sure, they don't have the running game. They don't have young. that one-two punch of running game. No, it's a young team, very young yeah. team. The defense wasn't and Jake as Fromm, Swift, Swift and Holyfield, and Jake Fromm is going to be a first-round pick in the NFL. He's on that TV show on Netflix. It's a good show, Friday Night Lights or something like that. It's good. Well, like the the reality is now is that you have the four. Bama's in. They're going to play uh, Oklahoma in Miami, and of course in Dallas. It will be. By the way, I'll tell you a good story. Oh, uh, be Clemson and Notre Dame. So some guy on Twitter, I said, "Hey, it'd be quite odd to have Bama play Oklahoma in Dallas because it'd be a de facto Oklahoma home game." Yeah. Guys, like, well, we played uh, this guy, oh, oh, Oklahoma fans. We played FSU in Miami. We played Florida in Miami. I go, dude, those are sites of the national title game. The rule <laughs> of the college football community is to reward teams. teams that's geographical it. benefit yeah. of them playing somewhere close enough to their uh, school campus. That's it. Miami's a lot closer to, to Tuscaloosa than Dallas is. Well, listen, man, we were not outclassed. I go, dude, you were outclassed by Florida you talking to? and LSU. To He's me, an LSU fan? Uh, Oklahoma fan. Oklahoma I'm like, dude, fan. I'm like, on Twitter? Are, yeah, I'm like, dude, I had enough. First mistake, fight with somebody I'll, on I've Twitter. I've been fighting nonstop about this Georgia thing on Facebook and Twitter. <laughs> First mistake, fighting oh somebody on Twitter. God, you know what? Second mistake, fighting somebody from Oklahoma on Twitter. When Georgia went for the fake punt, I knew they were not. That was so dumb. Yo, for a guy named Smart, <laughs> the <laughs> fuck? Yes, the Duke. Well, that's what I was about to say is that I feel like Georgia kind of shot themselves yeah. in the foot with that play because it was 4th and 11. Um, and it's not like they put the ball in Fromm's hand. I mean, I would understand, look, 4th and 11. He's got a good arm. Take, 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 make an offensive play. But to have a fake punt in that situation, it wasn't smart. Mm-hmm. And well, look, we'll see if the committee was smart with the four teams in there, and we'll find out in, in at the end of December when they had the semifinal game, and of course, the national title game the first Monday of January. Uh, speaking of uh, title games, and the guy who probably won't be playing for the Chiefs, if ever, if ever he plays in the NFL again, is Cream Hunt. And uh, unfortunately for Cream Hunt, uh, released by the Chiefs last Friday, a video came out from TMZ with uh, him being caught on video, kicking and pushing a woman in an Ohio hotel. So the question is, gentlemen, the NFL, uh, does it have that uh, small town <laughs> cop-like mentality of uh, blonde eye towards the star player and how they address 100%. this cream hunt situation? Well, you can tell that they do that. I mean, they tried to clean up that, that uh, I guess, that uh, perception that they have when they went after Tom Brady and all that mm-hmm. shit and all that shit. But they don't do the things 
when there's nothing when it's not in the public eye they won't do anything you know what i mean when ruben foster did what he did it wasn't he didn't have a video on it so they didn't do anything when adrian peterson did what he did they didn't have a video on it they didn't do anything it always comes out after well they suspended adrian peterson a year but it, it also came a year like a year later it was a photographic yeah. evidence they yeah had. on his on his son, son yeah, yeah. His son so here's the thing and now adrian peterson just came out and said yes i do smack my kid <laughs> well, listen, I'm okay He's with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, if my son's gonna act around, give him a backhand right to the face. There's no problem with that. Maybe we shouldn't be admitting that on the air. <laughs> no, uh, I don't have a kid. I don't have a kid. <laughs> so, so my hypothetical kid, so I will smack him in the kids, face the if he acts no. like a fucking brat. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, so the thing, the thing is that I find it hilarious that look, none of this is truly funny because a dude hit a woman. That's never okay. There's never a circumstance by which it's all right. Because you can just call the police. That's what they do for a living. <laughs> now, I get it. It's uncomfortable to be like, yo, this prostitute won't leave if that's the case. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like this might be an uncomfortable conversation as many are alleging. But this, the thing is, is that it doesn't matter. You can't put yourself in a position where you're going to risk your livelihood to, to, to deal with these matters the way he dealt with him. This is his third issue. Now, here's the other thing. Well, the Chiefs, the you're okay with this. TMZ reported some other instances. Oh, yeah, there's, yeah, I saw yeah. there's two other instances. Okay, there, there's three allegations against him. Now, he, the thing is, is that the Chiefs knew this whole time. As long as there's no video, it's okay. But the you Chiefs knew somebody. this whole time, but he lied to them. He said, from oh, what well, this, is, this is what we're hearing, is that he said that they didn't ask, that I, I lied to them, I told them, I didn't tell them the full truth, I said that I defended myself and whatever, but he lied to them. They can only go with what, he's, what they know. Here's my question. So, but if, if TMZ can get a copy of that footage, you see the, the Chiefs can? TMZ have a lot of money. See, but you see, the so NFL... The so does the NFL. Yeah, but the NFL has like a gazillion dollars worth, and they can't get themselves the video of the Ray Rice situation, Greg Hardy's situation, now this. But here's a question. Where is the victim in this whole process? Because everyone's trying to figure out, well, who's the victim? Because if you watch the ESPN interview... She probably doesn't even know that it's her. Who knows, right? But on, she looks so on, Sunday, on Sunday <laughs> Countdown... <laughs> They had on Lisa Salters with Cream Hunt, and yeah. she asked Cream Hunt, "Would you apologize? Would you meet the girl?" He goes, "I don't know who she is." So that's the first thing they got to figure out who this person is to get her side of the story about what happened, for what led to her being accosted by Cream Hunt uh, on he, video. He paid her off for sure. He paid her actual off. actual measurement of money, by the way, gazillion. Yeah. Um. So, so the one thing to mention about this whole thing is that number one, the the most troubling aspect about this is that the Chiefs didn't actually file the paperwork to request. Any kind of surveillance on this, yeah. So that's the one thing that bothered me. But it's also that the NFL, ever since Ray Rice, they they put forth the idea that they were going to fix this problem, and not that not that they can fix this, but that they put together uh, a team that will take care of this. And I kind of feel like it's kind of like remember when they had the bully gate. Remember what? when with, with Richie Incognito, yeah. yeah, Jonathan Martin, oh, Jonathan Gate, Martin, yeah. where, they, where they, they they formed this committee full of useless people that were gonna gonna fix this, and they never did anything about it. So, well, didn't he get suspended? He got cut. No? Incognito got uh, suspended for a few games, and then he got released eventually by the Dolphins. But I yeah, feel like they just something court. happened. Yeah, no, it, it was evidence that that proved that he did bully yeah, Jonathan Martin in the locker. So room. something happened. But they, but they do keep on pushing this under the rug. Like in this situation, of they could have they could have easily asked they. They just just to cover themselves and, and and put forth the paperwork, just just to file that. They so does the NFL value the business side then more than the humanity of what we have it, today? It's just that you can't do both. You can't you can't pretend to be uh, the choir when all the while all the while you're running you're you're running a a gambling ring ring from the ba- from the basement, right? Like the thing is, they pretend to have this pristine image, but then all the while they're they're covering things up to try and keep their product. 
uh, running as smooth as possible to keep their talent on the field. I'm not. I'm not opposed to them trying to keep their talent on the field. The, as far as I'm concerned, they're not the moral authority. Again, you have court system in place to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Let let that system work itself out. You're you're clearly not capable of handling these situations, but the fact that you're pretending to do so only makes it worse. All right, so one team now in 2019, where will Kareem Hunt be? Will he be on an NFL team or will he still be a free agent next fall? And if, do you know what team he, he'll be on? He'll be on an NFL team. Who do you think he'll play for next year? Um, signs say the three teams that always take convicted uh, people that are badasses, basically. We'll say Bengals, Cowboys, and the Raiders. Peasy? Maybe not the Cowboys because they have Zeke, but Cowboys are. I don't think the Cowboys can, man. Well, this thing is all those teams. They shouldn't. It would be bad on Jerry Jones, but there is a long guy from Jerry Jones towards Kareem Hunt. All those teams have uh, running backs. However, I think Kareem Hunt will probably end up in a situation where he'll have to share time and 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 the Raiders. Yeah, would Jeremy get a lot less money? Look, Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be out of running. Don't they have? Don't they have Mixon too? Joe Mixon. Mixon. Yeah, and that's the thing, right? Joe Mixon, who punched, again, same thing, punched a woman in Oklahoma. But that was was bad. That was bad. Like, Kareem Hunt, like, okay, I'm not going to say one's worse than the other. They were both very bad. But Joe Mixon was fucking bad. He made severe, like, you felt the punch. She was sitting down. He walked up to her and he right hooked her better than Tyson Fury. So, the the NFL. We've seen seen now Kareem Hunt kick Terry, uh, you're the fighting analyst. Yeah, yeah, sure. Do you think he's a future in MMA? No, absolutely not. (laughs) Well, Greg Hardy fighting the UFC this weekend on ESPN. But the thing is, right, they have given. The chance of Joe Mixon and Cream Hunt will get a chance. The question is is not if, but when, and who will pick him up. But speaking of picking up, though, who's going to pick up some coffees in Seattle for the new hockey team? The 32nd franchise in the NHL, gentlemen. The 32nd franchise. Oh, yes. Uh, was this the right Thir- move? I, the 32nd. I took it as the 32nd because coffee isn't working. Or Starbucks. Or perhaps just you've been criticized was, for your 32nd performance. Was this the right <laughs> move by the NHL to award Seattle? I think so. The 32nd franchise. They have a lot of money. There's a lot of money set out. It's a booming area. Second fastest growing city in the there US. There you go. Where, where, was the other, where were the other options? Quebec City? It's not that. Reno. Tell you. Reno. There was, it's coming, baby. Well, here's here's the thing, right? Lucky Quebec City. 33. Lucky 33. <laughs> Quebec City, right, they have the good fan support, but they don't have the corporate base to yeah, support. Exactly. And, and the, the biggest Nobody issue. Lives and the arena, but the arena right. is only 13,000. No, it's 18,000. Oh, it's all yeah, the big the, one now. Yeah, Videotron. But oh, here's the thing, though, right? The biggest catching point, and the NHL will never say it openly about this, but for those who I spoke to about it, the indirect issue with the NHL was Pierre Pelado, Carl Pelado, the owner of Quebec, or who would own the Nordiques, his political affiliation to the Parti Québécois and wanting separation from Canada brought a bit of angst within the Board of Governors about where is his mindset being yeah. here and would he leverage his Nordiques to get himself more votes in the whole nine years and bring that thing. So that's why a lot of, a lot of uh, issues indirectly with what Pelado does off the ice with his political affiliations. The, the other thing with Seattle, I will say, if... They come out and call the team the Sonics no, they and won't. go back to the color scheme. I'm going to get. I'm going to be no, so I poor. Have, I have a lot of hypothetical names here. You ready? Yeah, yeah I've it. seen this list. It's amazing. So I, yeah, I saw it on Reddit. Well, somebody sent it to me from Reddit. So it wasn't your list. No, I have I have a hypothetical list. Like I didn't make this list. Okay. One of my favorites so far are the uh, the Seattle mix Seattle faces. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. The Seattle Pete Carroll should have given the ball to Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> the Seattle Pittsburgh Pirates. That's a good one too. Please. Uh, there's a lot of uh, Nazi. Yeah, let's avoid those. So, yeah, those, so, those are not. Uh, we're already a pro but The one, the one that the one that I really like, and honestly, I feel like it's really close to being made, and there's actually a jersey made, is the Seattle Bitch Pigeons, mm. and the Rain City Bitch Pigeons, and you gotta love this stuff. Man. That's not bad. <laughs> I um, 
I like the one that called them the Seattle Washington Capitals. The Washington. And then that's the Seattle Washington Capitals, but the Capitals is written in capitals. Nice. Excellent. All from Reddit. <laughs> Excellent. All from Reddit here. So in well, like in five years' time, as Eagle is laughing that's with Duke. Laugh. Yes, Duke. Um, uh, so th- there's a uh, there's an actual uh, the oddsmakers of Vegas actually have a list of potential names. I'll just read the the top five. There's a, a lot of them. You got the totems, which is an awful name. Yeah, the emeralds. That's which a great name. Pretty cool, right? I like that name um, a lot. Then you have the 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 rainiers. Yeah, oh it's, it's very yeah, big. The, the rainier league baseball team. Yeah, uh, oh, the the sockeye the sockeyes. Yeah, it's very big in the Pacific what Northwest. What the hell is a sockeye? Fish. Sorry, oh, it's a fish. Kraken. That's a fish too, I guess. Uh, no, that's Terry. That's a giant mythical. It's a giant mythical octopus. That sucks, though. There's also because you can't cook it because it's mythological. It's true facts. Facts are facts. Unless you can't cook, Poseidon, Poseidon. cook whatever the fuck you want. There's also the Renegades. And lastly, which Seattle is the worst Renegades name, now. the Sea Lions. But you know what? Sea Lions right now, number one on that list because I know how the NHL Give looks. me the Sonics. Give me the yellow and green. <laughs> I'm going to be so poor. Okay, but, so poor. So, but here's, here's the thing, you though. Put, you put Sean Kemp on the back. Yeah. <laughs> Gary Payton on your jersey. The glove. Definitely shrimp on the other jersey. And cut off the sleeves, and you don't play hockey, you play basketball. I mean, it's a good. basketball jersey. You know what? That's, that's better. Just give us more basketball, <laughs> and, and so, it'll be the best NHL team ever. How soon does the songs come to Seattle then? It, because the NHL beat the NFL, the NBA, to Vegas for their franchise, yeah. the Vegas Golden Knights. And now Seattle gets the NHL team first. So... Adam Silver said five years before the NBA, yeah, before the expansion talk will begin. But does that now be expedited because the NHL is there and they're going to see a lot of fans clamor for indoor sports such Aren't as they already basketball? At 30, they're already at thirty-two teams. They're 30, 30 teams now. Oh, they're so, thirty. Okay, yeah, okay. So they have space. So does the songs come back a little bit earlier than expected because the NHL is there first? I think so because you have something to buy into. You're not paying for everything yourself. You know, there's a group there. Uh, we see so many groups own teams. I mean, if you look at uh, Mo and I know Liverpool. They're owned by the Red Sox, but the same guys that own the Red Fenway Sox Sports, and the Celtics. Yeah. Fenway Sports. Uh, you look at the Glazers with Manu, and uh, and they own the Tampa Buccaneers yeah. as well. So you're seeing a lot of groups going into different sports. So why not? Yeah, why not? Yeah, Maple Leafs are owned by 18 different companies. Well, Maple Leafs Sports Entertainment. Yeah, yeah, they're they're powerful, very powerful. So at the end of the day, I mean, yeah, I, I see it happening for sure. But the NBA right now, they they keep on picking up the cap, and I don't know if they're gonna. I think they're gonna kind of shoot themselves in the foot like what happened 10 years ago where they didn't have any money and they lost every, they lost. Well, everything. it's related to, to income. So the, t- yeah. the TV deals are massive. The, at some point, the, the streaming retire, world. So. <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. But the, the streaming world is going to make a dent into that number at some point. And what's going to happen is that because the, the players, which I think is great, by the way, the players make such a, a big part of the capital, it's hard. It's going to be hard for the league to make advancements in that way. Yeah. I feel like now is their time to get in there and then later on deal with, with the situation. Well, I think now the NBA is focused on gambling and trying to get a piece well, of that's, the pie. Well, that's, that's where the money's going to yeah, come back That's from. where it's going now. We're at I gambling. saw a documentary on that uh, the gambling ref there. What's his name? Tim Donahue. Tim Donahue. Yeah, Tim Donahue. It's crazy. The well, way he got into it. Yeah, that's a pretty sordid story with Tim Donahue and what he did behind the scenes. But I'll tell we you what. It was mostly it. about the guy that hired him, basically. Yeah. So, yeah, I saw that. It was but we all would have done it, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, of course, yeah. All you gotta do is shave some points. Basketball's the easiest game to shave points in. Yeah, it's like, hey, you're, you did that wrong. You're fouled. You're out. <laughs> Tim Duncan. Double dribble, bro. Double dribble. <laughs> Two texts, but we didn't play the game yet. Doesn't matter. Shut up. Three texts. You're out. Third, third one. Uh, speaking of no, texts. No, like 20 points. Two. Two texts. Coming up next, we'll talk to uh, an aspiring comedian who is looking to make it big time here. Perhaps he'll have his own show in five years' time on NBC or HBO. 
Akeem Hoyt Charles will join us here on Hot Sauce Sports. We'll get his thoughts on the comedian world and what it takes to be someone at the top of the game, which is a very competitive business. Stay tuned here on Hot Sauce Sports. He's looking to <laughs> kick down the door and become the king of comedy himself. Aspire to do so, right, Mo? Aspiring to kick down the door. Yeah. As you up the mountains. Motherfucker. Let's welcome in Akeem Hoyt Charles. Akeem, good evening, good morning, good afternoon. How you been, my man? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How you guys doing? Very well. Akeem, take us into the comedian world. And from a perspective of, of say, someone, whether it's you or someone in general, when, when they, someone has a bad stand-up routine, mm-hmm. you get off the stage, what's that first thought going through your mind about how you bombed on stage? I love how you just asked me first and foremost, how about how I bombed? Not how successful I've been doing. Not about my L.A. trip, New York trip. I just came back from Vancouver. Like, you just went straight what? to the... So when you but, shit, when you're shit... How do you feel? How do you recover from being shitty? Yeah, yeah. Wait, but the thing though, right? Akeem, wait, wait, we always, when, whenever someone watches Comedy Central, we see, oh, right. it's an amazing stand-up, right? But we don't hear right, the stories right. about the ones who have an awful start to their career and what goes through their mind when they get off stage, the moment they get off and like, man, what happened for the last 15 minutes? I bombed the crap out of this whole set. You're right. Well, let me, for the first thing about bombing, the hardest, the easiest place to bomb is at open mics, right? um that's where like you go there you work on your stuff and a lot of most open mics around that i've been to are at least mostly all comedians in the crowd right and for some reason comedians don't like to laugh when other comedians on stage maybe it's a competition thing maybe just they understand the science of telling the joke so i don't know um but once you get past that hard part it's very difficult to bomb like like i say a weekend show where people are paying money to come laugh because you're already in a good mood you're already there you know, you're in a good spirit, so it's very difficult to bomb a good show. How I've responded for bombing, I mean, it's just, you just got to chalk it up to that's just part of the grind. Like, you're working on new jokes, that's it, that's all, and then, okay, that joke didn't work out, you go and do the same thing another place and try until you get some laughs and figure. It's all, it's all, um, uh, it's all growing thing. It's similar to, like, football. You have a game plan going in, your game plan doesn't work out, you lose the game, you come back, you regroup, study, and then, you know, uh, come back the next time. So when I stop playing football... I was looking for a purpose in my life. Mm-hmm. I'm a very funny person. I thought I was. So I did. I didn't tell anybody. I, I was a huge Dane Cook fan back Oof. then. And Oof. before I found out, he stole a lot of jokes. But either way, I was a huge <laughs> Dane Cook fan. So I, I, I wrote five minutes of comedy. And I went up at um, Comedy Works. And, uh, well, the one on Bishop. Yeah. Yeah, Comedy Works. Yeah. John Rice and Soul. Yeah. And I did, uh, I did like an open mic. Bomb. I got a few chuckles. But, like, for the most part, it was, like, it, the five minutes felt, like, 35 minutes. And it was... Makes sense. Sweating. Is there a video of this? No, there is no oh video. I didn't tell God. anybody. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I love how when I said when I stopped playing football, I wrote five minutes. Peace's <laughs> eyes lit up. They're like, yo, what the fuck? Guys, I'm on Peace. Peace, I've been trying to get him back on. He's told me, he told he me about me, this a couple yeah. weeks ago. Yeah. I sent him the email to get on the comedy nest. And he's been, he's been, yeah. He do, I, I want to see you before I go. For sure, uh, we know. Uh, I told I my know. girl already. We we're coming to twenty seventh, hundred percent. You have a show. Uh, I'll, I'll come with you. You have a show. Uh, Global Sounds uh, Comedy Jam. It's the one year anniversary. Yeah. You guys have a partnership with Dan Larry. Can you tell us about uh, that partnership and and who that benefits? Well, it's so again the or, the person who's organizing the whole thing. His name is Max Mufis. He's one of the biggest uh, uh, producers in the city. He puts on things from comedy to hip hop to all types of different events, uh, all things entertainment and. That partnership is 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 big because it's wintertime, and 
well, people, it's cold outside, and then we have a really big homeless issue uh, in the city. I used to live um, near Barry Ucam Metro, and anybody who's ever been there knows that there's this. It's like homeless people central, and there's not many resources to help them out and make sure that they're that they're good for the winter time. And you, you know, we've all lived in Montreal during, during the month between December and February, so we know how hard it can get out there. So it's it's huge, and honestly, more important than coming to see a show, even if you can't make it. Look up this organization. If you have, everyone has coats that they don't wear that they're out of season or stuff. So even just if you don't make it to the show, at least donate coats and do what you can to, to help these people out. So that's why I'm happy to be doing. Especially it. in these winters, these cold winters, right? It helps a lot. Absolutely. Right? It's hard. Man. Um, you you do have an interesting start to your career. Uh, I was watching TV and I saw a dude chomp down on a whopper. I'm like, I know that <laughs> dude. But so here's the thing. Hassan Minaj started with a Pizza Hut commercial. You right. think you think that this will be your start uh, into to, to better things? I hope so. I hope so. It was so funny when I got that. It was somebody on Facebook. I forget the, the gentleman's name, but it was somebody on Facebook. They were just looking for funny, charismatic people, and this is really before I even kind of took comedy seriously. So I was like, all right, I can hang out and go do a commercial or not. And then I found out what it was for, and uh, so I was like, you're really gonna pay me to eat Burger King all day? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, but of course. So, and I didn't eat breakfast that day. So it was literally just me eating burgers all day. I ran through six burgers, just six trios before they called cut. How trash did you feel after? I felt pretty garbage. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, I did. I felt pretty garbage. But it was six burgers, and then the second group that went up, they were like taking bites out of the burgers and spitting them out. So I went to the director. I was like, Yo, why aren't they finishing their food? It's like you don't have to. I'm like, Why did you make me finish my food? He's like, I just wanted to see when you were gonna stop. <laughs> I just want to. I just want to see when you're gonna stop. So, but that was fun, and I mean, hey, I that's gonna be a good story for my memoirs, for my book. So, Burger King commercial, mm, the sound I'm, I'm, that took. I want to write the forward. I want to write the forward to that book. Akeem, <laughs> I knew him once. He was a guy. <laughs> that guy one time. We're in conversation with Akeem Hoytra. He's the first forward to bomb ever. <laughs> here in Hot Sauce Sports. Akeem, if you had a chance to to uh, roast an athlete, who would it be? Right now. Any athlete? Any athlete oh, yeah. he wants. Oh, man. Don't say Kevin Durant. Don't say Kevin Durant. I don't want to do – no, I can't do Kevin Durant. He got it already. Look at his hair. Um, <laughs> there you go. There's a roast. Anybody who can get it? Roast. Anyone. It could be past, present, uh, whoever you wish. Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper, Zeke First Elliott. of all, first of all, first of all, stop with the disrespect. Okay? Oh, You're not going to disrespect. Mike Irvin's uh, mouthpiece is talking right now. Oh, really? Yeah? Yeah. Uh, I came, we, I, I would, these guys. Right, I would go. I would go after either Chad Johnson, Chad John, just because the back and forth would be hilarious. I think. think. Um, who else would I go after? LeBron James. I want to go after big names. I wouldn't go after nobody. Oh, and um, uh, Javale McGee, because Shaq does it all the time. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. So I would go after somebody that's active on Twitter, but like active okay. on Twitter, not just like a retweeter, but like somebody like Ocho Cinco is a good one. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I've gone back and forth with a bot a couple times. It's kind of fun. With who? With a bot. A bot? A Twitter yeah. bot, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> did it ask you for money for their uh, college education? Yeah. Oh, that's weird. How'd you know? Was it you? <laughs> yes, it was the same person. I, I went to the argument with the same person. Um, I read on ESPN yesterday. I know that you're a Cowboys fan, as we just established, Akeem. Yes. Randy Gregory kind of went through this whole thing where he he sort of disappeared off the face of the earth after being such a, a highly touted pick and uh, essentially was dragged off into rehab at one point uh, by the Dallas Cowboys. 
Uh, have you followed any of that story? What are your, what are your thoughts about him as a fan? Um, I haven't really followed much of the story. I kind of just focus on the winning part of that we've been doing. Um, but I mean, listen, uh, all bullshit aside, we're trying to win football games. That's it. So I don't like to focus on none of that nonsense. Like, see, journalists like yourselves like to distract the people of what's yes. going on in the Cowboys yeah. organization. Y'all yeah. always like to pull out whatever nonsense y'all can find and distract y'all from us being on a four-game winning streak and us going 11-5 and five and going to the Super Bowl and winning this, okay, this whole thing. As a realistic Cowboys fan. I <laughs> what? <say> time <laughs> out, time out, time out, time out, time out. What's a, what's a realistic Cowboys fan, I'm please? A, a, it doesn't, doesn't exist. You're right. Exactly, yeah. They were all not, no, no, no. Okay, so I'm, <laughs> so I'm so why so why is it that we're us going to Super Bowl is unrealistic? No, no, I'm not saying I'm not saying that. They have a good defense. You, all you gotta do is win a few games. We did we have. I'm saying I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying is that I don't feel No 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 no. Don't try to backtrack. Don't be like these guys. Terry, I'm I'm a fan. We're friends. <laughs> Boys. We're friends. Don't try, don't backtrack. You said I'm a realistic insinuating. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. No, not at all. I think you you're very educated in the verses of Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Goddamn right. Goddamn right. I just don't Left think that Dak is gonna do well in the playoffs. That's it. Why is that? Because he hasn't done well all year. He has to throw touchdowns. He hasn't thrown a, a seven passing games with twenty points. Why? Inaccuracy. Why? Field vision. Because when yeah. because can the Cowboys beat the Saints twice? And they have to go to New Orleans probably. They'll have to go to New Orleans. Probably. Or LA. Can they beat the Can they beat the Rams? Those are the only. Two the Rams teams is going to be the Rams is going to be the toughest game. Yeah, sure. so I think that the Rams are tougher than the uh, the Saints are. Absolutely. The Cowboys. Absolutely. But they're looking great now. I'm not saying I love it, but I mm-hmm. don't want to. I don't want to happen what usually happens with the Cowboys, where they get overhyped and then they end up losing. So we're in conversation with Akeem Hoy Charles here on Hot Sauce Sports. Akeem, do you think you can go head to head with Stephen A. Smith, who is the biggest? Absolutely, <laughs> I would flame. He listen. He's every a guy, he's a guy you should roast on Twitter. Oh, absolutely. Listen, what the problem is with everybody is for some reason Cowboys are put on a pedestal. For some strange reason, we are like every other fan. Do you ever talk to a Tom Brady fan? Oh, the worst. Yeah. Thank I re- you. I refuse to. But that's what I'm saying. What makes we're all the same? Everyone will go hard for their team. Now I understand that in in history, Cowboys have had issues in the playoffs. But you try to rationalize it, and everyone's like, "Oh, see, Cowboys syndrome again." Da, 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 da. Well, for year one, we lost that. We gave Aaron Rodgers the ball with over a minute left and a timeout. Yep, it's Aaron Rodgers. That makes like I even said, "Oh, well, this game's over." Yeah, exactly. So you know what I mean, I'm realistic. We haven't helped ourselves. We haven't helped ourselves. That's for sure. Staying on the topic of Stephen A. Smith, I think I think now is the right time to go after him. I'm doing I it right now. If you guys saw his <laughs> top five list. Of, of so rappers dumb. that have uh, the, the biggest sorry rappers that have the biggest influence in NFL locker rooms. Oh, sorry, it was NBA or NFL locker rooms. I think it was NBA. In NBA, NBA locker rooms. Yeah. So NBA. according to Stephen A. Smith, my Spotify playlist as an old man, that's what's influencing these young twenty-year-olds. It's Tupac, Biggie, Migos, Drake, and Jay Z. Like, how how else can you sound as crusty as possible? I love all these rappers, but I understand. I'm an old man. It's from my time. There's no way. There's no way these are the most influential rappers in 2018. Well, Drake, Migos for sure. Okay, they're everywhere. Drake, Drake's everywhere. You can't. Like, Drake influences like, everywhere. That's like the two names my dad knows. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because they're the most relevant. They're the they're the ones everywhere. Like, look, like everyone's looking out for what the Migos do, and Drake, Drake's been popping. Drake has a hit song every time he comes out. Jay Z, Jay Z will always stay relevant. Now, I feel like we're in the like we have another five years in the NBA 
where Tupac, people are going to know who Tupac and Biggie are. Mm-hmm. Right? Because, like, now, who are the rookies coming up in the NBA? They're born in, what, 98? 2000 yeah, now. 2000 now. 2000 you know what I mean? Two th- think about it. 2000. There's 19-year-olds that are born in 99 and about to be born in 2000 coming into the NBA. They're not going to know who these, like, give it five more years. They're not going to know who's going to be who's going to be these guys. So, I mean, think about it. In two years, Cardi B is going to be one of the most influential oh, rappers. <laughs> but I I agree about yeah, Miami I, locker room. I agree with the Biggie thing. Everybody's playing Biggie in, in the locker room. Everybody's playing right. Tupac or whatever. I just don't get the Migos thing. Why? Because you're not from Atlanta. No, you're from the ATL, bro. <laughs> no, but like, I, what did they do? It, it's, they, they popularized a they style. They just showed of, up there? They, they, they popularized a style of rap that was... That has been popular in Atlanta for yeah. years. Okay. It's yeah. not my specific. No, I'm not saying I'm not saying their kind of music. I'm not it's saying that. I'm saying what. So his list is is is, is dumb basically. Yes, because he, he doesn't say okay, Tupac influenced this team uh, where you know Jay Z wore a Knicks jersey or where Drake is uh, you know he uh, the whole We the North thing and everything like that. There's tangible evidence. He just brought up five rappers and put them up there. Like there's no real reason. Well, like two of them own teams, so I guess that's how they influenced the NBA. Yeah, but how did True. the other ones? How did how did Biggie and Tupac influence the NBA? Other than well, just the Brooklyn, rapping? the Brooklyn Nets have the Biggie Smalls uh, yeah. City edition okay, jersey, right? So I guess he's from Brooklyn, right? So yeah, that makes sense. There you go. But, what did Tupac? Yeah. Uh, well, I think it's the whole aura of, of the hip hop history of being passed so. down, right? But uh, I would have said Post Malone. I had a Tupac. At this what? point, yeah, oh, yeah. White Today's, Iverson. Again, we're not saying who's a better rapper. You can just say anything rapper. at this point. <laughs> we're, we're not saying who's a better rapper. In fact, I would say Shaquille O'Neal's no, rap I'm career. I'm not saying Post Malone's a better rapper. <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal's rap career is the most influential. Yeah. Yeah. I put him ahead of Tupac. <laughs> Terrible. He was uh, Jordan before Jordan. Yeah, Shaq Fu. Akeem, before we let you go, uh, yeah. write, write us your story for the next five years. In five years from now, you'll be where with your comedy career? Um, Short term... Um, I want to be touring North America. Uh, I want to be touring in the States. I want to be touring all over Canada and just performing wherever it be, comedy clubs, stadiums, wherever. Five years, I want to, in five years, ideally, I kind of want to build my brand up to start a production company that can bring back in Montreal um, and put like a beacon on the city. There's a lot of talented artists. There's a lot of talented people in the city. And what most companies do is they come into the city, film here, record here, just do whatever here. But they don't use the local talent. They kind of bring their own people. So I want to build a demand for myself where it's like, hey, you want to work with me? Great. You're gonna, we're gonna do it in Montreal. We're gonna get Montreal people to get these main roles, soundtracks, whatever, and then get a really big spotlight um, on the city. It doesn't make sense that the number one comedy festival, which is Just for Laughs, uh, shout out to the people there, um, is done out of here, out of Montreal, but. I'd say 95% of the people in the city are American, or that perform are American. Everybody, every major comedian has come to Montreal at some point. Yep. I've gone to see Bill Burr, Chris D'Elia, Joe Rogan, Brian Callen. Who are these guys? Uh, <laughs> they're the best of the best. Tom, Tom Segura. Mo, you know, Mo's allergic to Where's Cat Williams? Williams? Where's Russell Peters? I've seen the nasty Russell Peters show. been here? Stop. Yeah, Russell Peters been here. I know. Russell Peters been <laughs> I've been the nasty show, the ethnic show. The show. I've seen... Uh, uh, Angelo Tsaruka is the Greek guy, you know. Like I've I've seen a lot, but at the end of the day, you're right, Kareem. There's no, there's no, uh, there's no local feel to it, unless like there is, but there it's uh, the off JFL, you know, like the mm-hmm. the little ones where they should be pumping up the local. And Montreal is such a hotbed for comedy, man. It's crazy. It definitely <laughs> is. Uh, Global Sounds Comedy Jam one year anniversary with Donaru as the partnership here. Please tell us that and when's it going to happen, where will it be, and what people can do to donate uh, for a great cause. 
So it's, uh, again, like Mo said, Comedy Jam's one-year anniversary. Um, it's going to be at the, it's going to be at, where is it? Tainos. Uh, one nine, uh, one is nine zero nine one zero. Sorry, Rouge Antelope, East Montreal, Quebec. Um, come out. We have great acts. We Michelle Furtado, Jaron Drew, Vince Michelle, myself, and a great artist from the by the name of Takara, Takara Williams. She's performed with Kevin Hart on the LOL Network, uh, BT, um, Comic View, everything. It's been she's a phenomenal artist. Come out, uh, Dollarou. Bring your coach. You can reach out to them. You can go out on Facebook. You can go on my Instagram and see. Um, all the information that's required to donate. Reach out to Max Mupis himself. It's great. Oh, I also want to shout out my flag, my flag team, Beerview Mirrors, for winning uh, our division for the uh, Flag Cup. So uh, I've been I've been uh, harassing peas about when that video is going to be up on Flag Buzz. I couldn't make the final game because I was in Vancouver performing, but I'm proud of those guys. They killed it without me, and I can't wait to go and uh, try to win some money and that uh, cup and bring it back from Montreal. All right, Keith. Thank you very much. Best of luck with your career, my man. Thanks for having me, guys. I'll talk to you guys soon. I came. I just, I just tweeted at Stephen A. Smith saying you're going to debate him. So we'll see. What Tell happens. him to come through whenever I'm. I'm here. It's on Twitter. I'm, <laughs> I'm here. I I'm about to retweet it. Hold on. Yeah, do it. Where is it? All right. <laughs> We're just All right. Thanks a lot, team. <laughs> Take it easy, guys. Uh, coming up next year in Hot Sauce Sports, the final turn as we wrap it up for episode four. Stay tuned. All right, welcome back as uh, PZ playing the victim role to the Terry Tams. Uh, Slap on the head. Assault. Assault, I yes. Yeah, Beats, he by Terry. Beats by Terry. Beats by Terry. All right, boys, let's go rapid fire here for the remaining remaining headlines. Urban Meyer retires. Uh, I have him coaching Michigan and USC by 2020. Does he go down as one of the greatest head coaches in college football history? Well, that depends. Will he be remembered the way he misremembered the facts? Misremembered. Uh, his most recent uh, recent, recent situation that happened in Ohio State. Look, the thing is, troubles follow him everywhere. He's the, guy, he's yeah. the kind of guy who's put – Success ahead of everything else at the program. Um, I don't understand why people keep trusting their children with him, but you know what? Success is success, and, and when it comes to, to winning games, Urban Meyer's done a lot of that. I think that he'll be in the NFL. His next job is in the NFL. Now yeah. or in two years' time? Uh, I'd say, yeah, I'd say in two years' time. You'll, you, won't hear from, you won't hear of him next season, and then the year after that, he'll be in the NFL. Uh, probably as a head coach, not as a coordinator. You know what? He's going to go coach Michigan. This is the reverse of fortunes for so? Michigan. Yeah, you know, it's to make it more spicy. You think he'll do that? That's no, he'll never, out of the he'll never go yeah. to the school up north. No, no, I no, wonder no. what beating or assault he'll cover up when he's at Michigan. Well, look, he, 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 he expounded the religious ethos of, hey, it's all about religion and stuff. But then the dark side was, hey, we brought in criminals, guys with shady backgrounds. Yeah. Aaron Hernandez was on his team in Florida. He knew about murders. Just saying. Just saying. Uh, speaking of knowing about cuts, uh, Kobe Prime cut. Uh, Kobe Bryant has some choice words about Golden State Warrior fans and its whole hoopla of what it is. Uh, is this old man like crying over here, Kobe, with what he? Was I think saying? he's just trying to pump up the Lakers a bit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not necessarily. I don't think there's any facts to what he's saying because it's what it's the same thing I kind of say about Raptors fans, where I feel like they just came out of nowhere, and uh, where Warriors fans kind of just came out of nowhere, but. I, I think that he has. There's some bearing to it, but I think he's just trying to get pump, uh, get some, get some positive chirping from the Lakers side towards the Warriors. But so here's the thing I never understood: when people were like, "Oh, but these are just bandwagon facts. Who gives a shit? It doesn't matter. It, it literally has no impact in your life. In fact, if anything, it's kind of awesome." Walk Everybody becomes a fan at a certain date, right? If I see someone with a Miami Dolphins jersey, I give them a high five. Why? Because it's the only happiness in their lives. <laughs> I can see it now randomly. Some dude gave me a high five. For, I don't oh, know I high five a ra- like a bizarre amount of random people. Yes, dude. As a Raiders fan, I don't give people high fives because I might get stabbed. Yeah, facts, facts. Uh, anyway, uh, shiny. 
Mind you, Golden State does have a before their whole run of success, they've had a pretty strong fan base, but not in Canada. Well, no, I mean like regionally that's, that's in the Bay thing. Area, they always sell out every game. They've had like yeah. a twenty-year streak of sellouts. In, in but Oakland. that's the thing is, we're seeing guys that in the NBA, you, there's not a lot of people that are loyal to one team. You know, this, you follow players, kind of thing. So that's, that's what, what you it is. That's individualism. What you see, yeah. uh, but why the Mark Sanchez with Washington, <laughs> and uh, once again uh, showing why he is a butt of all jokes. So, gentlemen, uh, what was your what was your tweet, Terry? What was your tweet when Mark Sanchez completed a pass when he started the game? I said, no, 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 it wasn't when he completed a pass. It's because he handed the ball to Adrian Peterson for a ninety-yard touchdown, and I said, Mark Sanchez is currently perfect. So, <laughs> what was his quarterback rating at the end of that game? Thirty. Thirty point three. Thirty. Yeah. So, I just want to point out. He's obviously a better choice to hold the clipboard than Colin Kaepernick. He's also knows the system apparently better than Colin Kaepernick. Josh Johnson, thirty point three, bro. Yeah, Josh Johnson as well, right? Who hasn't thrown an NFL regular season pass in eight years? That's what they signed. Josh Johnson, yes. Who the hell is Josh Johnson? Exactly, exactly. That name sounds familiar. It's He's number one picking the uh, Alliance I do, Football I remember League. Time. Yeah, so, so Josh Johnson still getting a job in the NFL over eh. uh, Colin Kaepernick. There's something, the reason why, and Dan Snyder's not saying We're going to find out. Collusion. Oh, well, they signed Ruben <laughs> Foster, though. They signed Ruben Foster, Sorry, right? If only I could put my knee on the reason. Collusion. Collusion. If only I can stand for something. All right, boys. <laughs> it is now time for, uh, uh, not PZ Del Reese's hot segment, but the Duke's favorite segment, Hot Bets, this week. Hey, guys. How are you? I'm very well. Good. I have three bets for you guys today. I don't know if you knew that. Three. Three. Yep, three. Why do you have three bets? So the way I'm going to do this is I'm going to do the earliest game. But what happens game. to the loser of these bets? Because you need to set up the segment, podcasting. Right. So <laughs> so all three of you, the way it works is you make your bets, and then whoever gets it wrong, whoever has the most amount of bets that's wrong needs to take a shot of jalapeno. However, if you all get them all wrong, if it's if it's a tie, the, the tiebreaker is you all take a shot. That's not tiebreaker. There it's you just go. The thing that happens. I don't drink though. Work in progress, the guys. I do. So the punishment itself, like I was telling, like we did uh, already a few times, or it's basically an jalapeno cut in half that's filled with hot sauce. Okay, yeah, we got to get hotter sauce though. Like it was hot. It, it was, was pretty hot. So should I bring some okay. like my mom's chutney to this? That would process? be great. To, oh, yeah, that cool. would be great. Oh, you so mean we, the, we're you gonna mean just that, get the cute little child's thing that you have. The green chutney. So just like how this shows a work in progress, every time we do hot sauce bets, it gets hotter and hotter and hotter, and the Scoville levels rise and rise and rise. All right. Only so if Mo does <laughs> chutney bay. <laughs> so the way I'm gonna do. Can we get that Turkish chef so the, 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 way, the way we're going to do these bets this week is that Moe's going to pick first, Pease is going to pick second, Terry, you're going to pick third. Word. Okay? All right. All right. So so then I pick fourth. Are, are we doing this? Oh, no. Okay, my mistake. It's just the best. <laughs> no, that's the best. thing. I'm just bets. slow. The coffee didn't kick in. Pick number one. <laughs> On Saturday at 7.30, we have the Brooklyn Nets at the New York Knicks. Jesus Christ. Mo Khan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give, me, give, me, give me the Knicks, man. Kevin Knox, brother. Uh, what's the spread? No we're, spread. Doing we're not doing spread. We're Kevin doing the stream. I don't listen. Um, <laughs> obviously not. It's like we did have a production meeting five seconds ago. <laughs> yes. I'm going to go with uh, the Knicks, but they're going to they're gonna screw it up again. And I'll be drinking hot sauce because fuck you, the Knicks. Pete, I'm going to go Terry? with the Nets. Just to be different. That's what gets you the hot sauce every time. You know yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pick number two. Tomorrow. Saturday at 3 p.m. The 119th Army versus Navy game. Oh, man. I Army. Well, you go first. first. Yeah, you go first. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll take Army. Yeah. Uh, football's not playing in water. Army. Army has won the last <laughs> two. Give me Army to win this game. Okay. When can I take swimming? I'll take Navy. Right. Right. So can just to recap, you guys all took Army. Army. We're yes. all, all on the Army. Army. When it's surfing, Army. I'll take Navy. Great. What's yeah. about being better at blue? I'll, be, I'll take Navy. 
Do you guys want to know my picks? Better blue actually balls. Army's actually no very one wants good. to know your picks. But Army's actually very good this year. Yeah, they're very good. Yeah. They're bowl eligible. Yeah. Pick number three. Yes. Sunday at 820. And why do they have it at 820? It should be just 830, right? It's just the buzz balls. We have Sunday night football. So Rams at Bears. So I'll pick first on this one just to keep it fair. That wasn't the rules, but sure, go ahead. Unless we're going to make it up as we go. <laughs> Unless football happens and just random stuff happens because it's football and the ball shape weird and stupid stuff happens all the time, especially when we gamble on it, I'll take the Rams. For, uh, this is the only cold weather game the Rams will have this year, actually past December. So give me the Rams to win. I'll take the Bears all day. I like that, that Mo started with all that meteorology just to go with the favorite. Mo is your local this traffic reporter. He's your local meteorologist. That's what we do out here. Your local chutney reporter. And now our local movie local critic over movie. here. As we are now Hello, the, welcome uh, to a movie phone. Segment. Well, we would have that as our uh, voicemail. Hello, you've Hello. reached. Movie phone. Why don't you just tell me the movie you want? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we're doing a state draft of our famous holiday slash Christmas movies. So in total, we have three each. So that's uh, nine picks in total. I love Christmas movies. Three times three is almost nine. nine. There we go. <laughs> so the way it works, if you can explain the whole rules, gentlemen, uh, is it the quality of titles that we have as our draft it's picks? A, it's a snake draft. So Mo's got the first pick, I got second, Terry's got third, and then we sneak it, sneak it around. I we're go. listing our top three movies, and then we're going to put it out for social media to judge us. Who has the best list? Is it myself? Is it Mo Khan? It won't be Mo Khan. Is it Terry? <laughs> it's basically between me and Terry. All right. Perfect. <laughs> Peace loves being so in the So I got first pick? Yeah. yeah. Die Hard. Which one? <sighs> one. Like, fuck, man. You going to say something? Die Hard specific. One. I got to go Die Hard 2. It's obviously the only next possible choice. Die Hard 2. I think I'm going to have to go with... Home Alone 2. Oh! Home Alone 2? Yeah, 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 2. Are you sabotaging yourself? <laughs> Home Alone 2. I'm trying All to right. win, baby. I thought you were that smart to figure that out. Okay, go ahead. Number Your pick. Number 2. So oh, no, I go again. Yeah. No, you take it 2. You took so two. I took Home Alone 2. And? And Home Alone 1. Oh, God! <laughs> I'm going Bill Murray's Scrooge. Oh, fuck. That's a nice one. That's an old one, but yeah, I've seen, I only seen it once. Awesome. I've only seen it once, which means it sucks. Man, I'm screwed now. I don't want to pick. Are you serious? That, you wanted to go to 15? Yeah, yeah, just I really die hard thought, I really thought Home Alone would stick through with the first <laughs> No, wait, that was It's the choice. only movie that plays. <laughs> my top three was Die Hard, Die Hard 2, and Home Alone. I really thought. I was like, okay, you know, maybe Home Alone would sneak out of there. Home one or two comes back to me. I look like a genius taking both of them. Now I get none of them. Uh, you got to make two picks. Mo, hey, you, you, first uh, pick, bro? Mo, you want some ideas? Hold on here. I'm just trying to think, man. Wait, Die Hard 3 is available. It's not a Christmas movie. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not like in middle of September. <laughs> in it's, a, it's a Labor Day movie as well. <laughs> the song that opens is Downtown Summer in the City. <laughs> downtown Summer in the City. Oh, man. I am stumped right now for Christmas movies. Uh, I don't want to go with The Grinch because that's not. Oh. oh. I'll go Grinch. I'll go, I'll go Grinch. I'll go okay. Grinch. Cool. That's number two. Uh, oh, yeah. It's true. You got two. I, I got almost gave you a hurry, three. though. Ooh, fuck. Sheesh. Sheesh. Yeah. Which, which, which Grinch? Uh, the one who stole Christmas, perhaps. The one who stole Christmas, yes. <laughs> no, right. Which, the which one? stole Christmas in 2000. That's what he's talking about. Okay, yes. Jim Carrey. And I'll go with. We got to specify. Make which sure you one? specify. I'll go with one of those CBS movies that they show Home for the Holidays. Those are the ones on the W there. Yeah, exactly. Okay. No one chose Elf. No. What the fuck? But I tell you what, you can't give suggestions until the end because I'm, I'm I'm so confident in my list. I'm gonna leave Elf for Terry. Because no, take it, take, take your make your pick. No, no, no. Make your pick. It's I underrated, got but my God, is it glorious. Arnold Schwarzenegger in Jingle All the Motherfucking it is, Way. It is a good fucking movie. Jingle All the Way. So I'm gonna Arnold go, Schwarzenegger, let's do it. That's a good movie. I'm going to go Elf. 
Obviously. I gave it to you. Sorry, no, I was going to take it. Sorry, still man. Lose. But now my second pick no, is... Oh, you have two. Yeah. No! no. Wait, Hold you, yeah. Oh, I should have three picks yeah, total. Exactly. Fuck, I have another idea, but it's okay. I'm going to stick to Elf. No, not that. Not that. All right, so... I'll tell you guys what it is after. Die Hard one for me. The Grinch as well, and one of those CBS holiday specials you see on Sunday nights or Thursday nights. Take, how about this? Take the one I was going to suggest. Which was? The Christmas Chronicles. It's on Netflix now. It's very popular. So It's not that good. There you go. There's a broken plot device. But I'm just saying, I'm you can get you a lot of votes because it's very new. It's very fresh. Kurt Russell, though. Good Santa Claus. There, yeah, he is. That I used is to think Kurt great. Russell was Michael Douglas' son, and they don't even have the same what about, no. what about Rurt? Blew my mind. What about Rurt Kussel? Rurt Kussel? Yeah. And Wenzel Dashington. You're hurting my mind. <laughs> you're hurting me. That's why, you yeah. know, I'm thinking like sitcoms. I, I'm like, man, I'm thinking about the Sitcom. Fresh Prince Bel Air episode. When no, you got to pick movies. I know, I know. I'm like, wait, it's not a movie. It's only a we'll TV do it show. next week. Is there's so best many Christmas? He mentioned episodes. National Lampoons. Yeah, oh, yeah, Christmas yeah, Vacation was great too. Yeah, yeah. Like Christmas episodes next week. Bring your A game, boys. Christmas All right, episode. I got to wear a hat. So, big thank you to Akeem Hoy Charles for coming on, a comedian who's aspiring to knock down some doors to become the greatest of all time. You can check out uh, his act on November 27th. You'll be there, PZ Delabrizi, with your lovely wife. And uh, my lovely Terry. And Terry. And then Duke will be there as well. And don't forget, Don LaRue's actually taking donations for coats or anything that you'd like to give uh, during the cold months of winter in North America, in particular for Montreal, for those in this region. Uh, Gentlemen, as always, a pleasure. From the movie draft to what we talked about. What the fuck? I'm just asking you guys for your final thank oh, you. Oh, okay. And that was a, a movie question? called Draft. Yeah. I was like, I've never seen Draft. <laughs> no. What's well, the draft? movie? Well, there is a movie called The Draft. I'm yeah. sure there's 90 Back movies draft called Draft. How long, you know? No, the, the Draft with, uh, oh, uh, Kurt, yeah. with Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. With most unrealistic movie ever. I'll tell you what the, who The Draft wasn't with, Muhammad Ali. So wherever you are, <laughs> walking, listening, sleeping, on a plane, on a train, listen to this podcast. We thank you for doing so. <laughs> Bye for now. You've been listening to Hot Sauce Sports. <laughs>